Amber. And I'm Raven. Welcome to our Rewatch podcast, where we rewatch our favorite or not so favorite rom coms and try to sway the other person to adopt their view. We'll share our thoughts on what worked and what didn't work from an amateur filmmaker's point of view and an avid, hopeless romantic and rom com enthusiast's point of view as well. Each episode ends with a final verdict. Well, we'll decide if we agree to agree or disagree. Stream our latest episode now. Raven, are you ready? I am so ready. Round four. Here we go. Okay. (laughs) What are we reviewing today, Amber? Oh, gosh. I don't even know. The movie this week is To All the Boys I Loved Before, part one. This is a series, and it has Mm -hmm. three films, and we tried to put the two together, and there's just too many points about this film. We were like... There's no way we can rush past this or be too long of an episode. Yes. So there'll be three. And the third with a very special guest. Yes. So this is going to be a three-part series. Yes. To talk about three awful movies. But (laughs) (laughs) we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, As always, we're going to talk about our plot, uh, casting, development. Should we start with, um, I was going to say film synopsis. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll just, I'll read that. This is straight from Netflix, y'all, okay? It says, when her secret love letters somehow get mailed to each of her five crushes, Lara Jean finds her quiet high school existence turned upside down. Dun, dun, dun. 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 That was the most exciting thing about this (laughs) film is the synopsis. Amber does not like this film. Are you sure? I am right now, I guess we should state how we feel. Amber hates this film. Hate it passionately. She She used to like it. I did. And then she rewatched it and she was like, now Trash. that she is a Rotten Tomatoes movie critic, you know, she was <laughs> like, Stop. what is this? It's like three tomatoes. <laughs> three tomatoes. We're getting there. Um, I don't hate this film. I think it's a good, you know, like a film where you're over a friend's house and you kind of throw on the movie, but you guys can talk over it. Um, that's how I think this film is to me. So I don't think it's awful. I think there's a lot of things that could have been done better. Yeah. For me, it's okay. Yeah, I can't. Okay. Well, let's get into it. We're going to start yes. off with casting. Um, we have Lana Condor as Laura Jean, mm-hmm. which I'm just going to start off the bat. I'm going to try not to reiterate this. She is not able to emote any emotions. Like, mm-hmm. she's not sad. She's not happy. Mm-hmm. She is so one-noted throughout this entire movie. Mm-hmm. Even her angry is, like, flat. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because this is her first movie. Yeah, I will say from a character perspective, she's supposed to be a a smart, introverted 16-year-old that's very used to her routine, stays to herself, and content with living in the movies and bottling up her emotions. I can very much relate to her character because I am an introverted person. I was a very introverted person in high school. And you kind of live in fantasies versus real life. So I was like, I can see myself in her, especially like the moments when she was cleaning her room and like, the music was blaring because that was me. And like, <laughs> so I think she did a good job in overall playing the character and what that character represented. But I do agree with you in terms of like emotions and how that was definitely lackluster there. I think you're right. I think those probably for me were the best film, the best scenes when she's by herself in the room mm-hmm. um, and she's either reading or that was when she <laughs> was peeking. <laughs> That's when so she not peaked. the action scenes, not the very important scenes. <laughs> just a little, you know, minute moments. Minute moments. Okay. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, they had Noah Centineo playing Peter Kavinsky. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he did fine. He's supposed to be seen as like this popular, rude, and athletic guy. And we'll talk about this as we go through the scenes in themselves. But I feel like I wish they would have shown more of that athletic and cool side instead of him just his entire character around his ex-girlfriend and his relationship around Lara Jean. Yeah, it was rough. Okay. Um, Anna Cathcart. Cathcart. I definitely said that wrong. Plays Kitty, who is the younger sister who I love. She is my favorite character outside of Chris and this entire thing. So I was telling Amber, like, I don't like Kitty, but it's because <laughs> it's because she's amazing at what she does. She's so annoying. And that's what she's supposed to be. So I think she did a phenomenal job because I'm like, this is like such an annoying little sister. She's supposed to be energetic. She's supposed to speak her mind, very yeah. reactive. And for her being such a young age and being able to fill that trope really well, I do. I did enjoy beautiful. her performance. 
Um, Janelle Parrish played Margo, which I hated. She was way <laughs> too old to play yeah, Margo. I mean, she's so pretty. She is so pretty, but but she looks old. She does. Come on, who come believes on. that she's an eighteen-year-old? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. There's no. so many other people they could have gotten to yeah. play. I was telling Raven that the actress who was in the summer I turned pretty, like they turned it into, it was a book also by Jenny Han, who was the writer of this book. Um, they turned it into a, a TV series on um, Amazon. Mm-hmm. And Minnie Mills is a Korean British actress who is amazing and would have been great as Margot. And she's young and she's fresh. And if you don't know her, go out and look her up because she is amazing and would have slayed this role as Margot instead of Janelle Parrish. Um, I also, you mentioned Christine, Madeline Arthur plays her, and yes. I think she is amazing. I loved yes. her. She's the perfect, funny, straightforward, sarcastic mm-hmm. person to be cast, and definitely that comedic relief there. Yeah. Amber is putting up the agree sign. <laughs> I am. Uh, forgive me. I'm, like, shoving my face with cake right now. But, uh, yeah, that sounds good. I agree with all of that. Yeah. And the last person I had was Israel Broussard, mm-hmm. which Josh, don't know if I pronounced that last name right. Yeah, it sounds um, good. I thought he was okay. There wasn't much substance to him. And I think that was mainly the writing because he's supposed to have these deep personal relationships with all the members of their family. You see this with Lana. You kind of see this with the dad a little bit in the beginning with the dinner. Um, But we don't learn much about his character. So I would have loved if they gave him more depth like they did in the book so that we feel for him. Because, I mean, he lost his girlfriend. He lost his best friend all within like a short amount of time. So you feel bad for him. But it's not... It just didn't work. Yeah, but yeah. to his credit as an actor, he was the only one who was able to display genuine emotion. I agree with that. I agree with that. He's the only one I was like, yeah. wow. Like, if, yeah. you know, I could see what he was feeling and yeah. he didn't even have to say anything. Mm-hmm. The only one. Everybody I else, I felt like I needed a subtext. Like, oh, is this how they're supposed to feel? Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. I agree. Okay, let's move straight into our timeline. So the movie kicks off. Um, we have this, like, intro into the field you wake up, it's a daydream, she's reading, you're yeah. like, oh, okay. Um, you meet the family, we meet Josh, and we hear about these letters. Mm-hmm. I I love the intro scene of being in the field, because it's like the fantasy playing out in her head, and I mean, girls know, <laughs> we all do this, <laughs> we all do this, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like, I've seen so many TikToks about it, um, so I really like that, and because you're introduced to her psyche, and her as, like, this yes. romantic person, and then the pillow kind of throws her out back into the reality <laughs> yes. of who she is, so I, I love that part. It was really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved this quote when she's talking about the letters, when she's talking about, you know, this deep love that she's had for all these, these boys, and she right. didn't know what to do with and she says, Margo would say I'm being dramatic, but I think drama can be fun. Love that quote, honestly. <laughs> if that does not embody my soul, <laughs> nothing else does. I will say, how in the world did she only have five deep loves when I think I was recycling boys like, I mean, like water bottles? I had so many. Um, I think I can probably say five. Ah! Too. <laughs> I think that's I'm like, I'm five. You're in high school. Oh my gosh, More let me tell five? you something. Oh my gosh. Junior, let me tell you something. I had five probably by like first grade. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh no. I like, there was always a new crush yeah. every few months. Every few, oh. every few months. And if I would have wrote letters, I probably would have had enough to fill like a thesaurus, yeah. like worth of pages. Yeah. See, that's see, wild. No. See, and that's why I can relate with her character a lot because maybe that's why. Yeah, like, like I <laughs> very, very much bottle up my feelings and kind of like, I mean, within my own mind, you know, like, play off scenarios that don't work out. <laughs> but I love the premise of this film because it's so great. It's so true. You come up with these ideas of what's going to happen, and then you're actually in that moment, and you're like, mm, let me stop. <laughs> I love the premise of the letters because it sets up for such a great like plot point. Like she has these letters, no one's ever seen them. Crying. This is amazing, and these are like her emotions. She said they're so strong that I have to write a letter about it, and I love it. I oh love my it. gosh, I wow! <laughs> I'm learning so much about you. Um, okay, I'll give you that. I mean, fine. It's hard for me to imagine only having five crushes that were so strong. Every one of my crushes, I thought I was in love with, and so like I said, that would have been. So many. Yeah. So many. 
You're also introduced to the characters, so the family dynamics yes. as well. Which did not quite work because there's not enough backstory. There's yep. not enough. Yep. Uh, and again, I don't know how they quite filmed this. I don't know yeah. how they filmed this. Mm-hmm. I really feel if you would like us to have an emotional connection to these characters, the characters need to have, or the people, the actors who are playing these characters need to have some sort of relationship with any uh, within each other. Mm-hmm. And if they don't have that and you're saying, okay, day one, act like a family, that's when you get this awkwardness. If they would have shot, like, maybe some of the more transient scenes that were not as emotional, not as deep, and then save the deeper stuff for the end, when the actors had a chance to form a better bond, we would have seen that translate better onto the screen. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely because, I mean, granted, you don't have as much time as you do a book. But in the book, Lara Jean is supposed to be, like, very, very much into her family, very much into her sisters. And I feel like we don't see the connection between her and Margot. It's supposed to be very, very yeah, strong. you don't get it And we think about it, they're, like, two years apart. So, like, yeah, and she's been a mother figure to her since her mom died. And you don't get that at all. So it's it, it's just, it doesn't play out well. You don't feel, no. you don't feel the emotion. You don't. You don't feel, yeah. And that's why, so if we go to that next scene, the airport scene where Margot mm-hmm. leaves... It was a waste of time because yeah, there's no absolutely. emotional piece to it. Nobody's crying. Nobody's sad. Mm-hmm. They're like, is Margot going to turn around? No, it's Margot. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> we of the audience yeah. do not know who Margot yeah. is, so that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, if I were to leave and get on a plane and, like, go across the country, mm-hmm. my family would cry. Yeah. Like, yeah. we would just would. Like, yeah. how, how could we not? Mm-hmm. So, for everyone to be there and be so stoic, yeah. it gave you no insight to the family emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't like that. It I was a waste. Completely. I agree. So we move on. We meet Jen, Chris, and Peter at school. I thought that was the dumbest argument. She's compl- She's making fun of her shoes. Yeah. What? I know. I know. And, that's, and that goes into, I forgot to mention this earlier about Jen's character. I feel like the mean girl is Regina George. Mm-hmm. So every mean girl in school, I'm going to think, are you being Regina George? Literally. Really? And to me... She was not a good pick, and it may have been the writing, or it may have been whatever, but, like, she just wasn't menacing. And so you're watching her kind of deliver these lines, and you're like, okay, you're more of a nuisance that I can flick, like, a little flag versus someone that I'm, like, intimidated by. Literally. Like... I'd be more intimidated by Chris. So what? You know? Like, if Chris was mean to me, I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, I might have been crying, you know? Right. Yeah. Why did they show these boots like 10 times? They did. They what did was keep that? Down to the boots. I was like, they what? Did. why are we ta- I know what they look like. Yeah, yeah. Why do we keep... They're like, oh, just in case you forgot. No, uh, the, the shoes. Uh, the shoes. Uh, wait, but just in case you forgot. <laughs> I was like, stop it. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I'm I agree. Okay, we saw them. We know what they are. They have different sense of style. We understand, but like, let's move on. Yeah, so I literally. Agree. I agree completely. Like, and not do that ever again. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I did notice, if we could just talk about kind of like the scenes, they kept using, uh, collar as a device because we go, when we begin, we go into Laura Jane, uh, Laura Jean's room, which is so bright. It's Mm -hmm. like this super bright Mm -hmm. teal and there's these really pretty greens and pinks. And then you go to school and it's like this depressing cold blue. Mm -hmm. And then even when we get to the parties, they're still the same depressing cold blue. There's blue, too much blue in it. If you so can tell, like, the, okay, you can tell when you're working on, and I'm no color grading expert, but when you're working on a editing and color grading, color correcting the scene, you're supposed to, like, kind of bring down the saturation in your blues. I mean, it could be a stylistic choice. I mean, in your blacks, so that the blacks aren't, the blacks have no color to them. They're just black. But these blacks were blue. Her hair was blue. Like, yes, I saw that. I, when she turned uh, around, I was I like, is that. her hair blue? I hated that. It was I too much literally blue. saw that. Yeah. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah. So it kind of alters. Like I, I guess you're supposed to get the sense that this is something sad. Maybe that's what it is. Throughout. They but, should have used it sparingly. Yeah. Every time yeah. they're at school, everything's blue. The lockers are blue. Mm-hmm. The lighting across yeah. the things are blue. The banners are blue. Mm-hmm. And blue, 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 blue. I'm like, is there... Could you guys not have... Your budget wasn't big <laughs> enough for any other colors besides blue? Honestly, probably. <laughs> the way the audio sounded. I'm not sure. <laughs> Could have been that. It was, it was rough. Okay, but then we meet Chris and Peter. Fine. Yeah. Um. And I wish 
with the introduction of Peter, it would have been kind of like funny and like cool if they kind of did a play on that. So like, oh, that's Pete. Remember, she, she said, that's Peter. Remember the one I was telling you about in seventh grade? And if we saw kind of more of Peter, like being the athletic type, being yeah. really popular, where being was his, really cool. he's in lacrosse. Where's his jock stick? Yeah. Like, yes. Yes. I have, like if you've ever yeah. met a lacrosse player, they're yeah. always wearing, they're carrying something around. They have their jersey number. If you've ever met any mm-hmm. guy who's at the top of the food chain in high school, who's yeah. huge into sports, you know what sport he's playing. I didn't know what sport he was playing until he got on the yeah. field. Yes. How? Yes. Yeah. Because he's supposed to be this kind of athletic, really kind of like douchey and yeah. mean and like doesn't care about others, kind of like this facade that eventually Jean breaks down. But we but don't, you don't see, see that any from of the that. very beginning. You don't so, see any of it ever. Yeah. So in that introduction, <laughs> <laughs> ever. So uh, in that introduction of Peter, it would have been nice to show like more of his before personality, before Lara Jean. So yeah. That- like that's Peter. He's the captain of the lacrosse team. Right. And like right. he took the guys to state last year yeah. and won with the like game winning yeah. thing. And then you see him like chuck the lacrosse right. thing. Right. I don't I don't know anything about lacrosse. Let me just say that. <laughs> Up on people's shoulders. Exactly. Like They're like funny You're music. the man. Yeah. Funny you know music what I'm saying? Walking down the hall slow motion, everybody's like And like to the talk girls are like groveling. Yes. Like that. Yes. Come on. Yes. That's and your introduction. That's a trope, but that's what we're supposed but to expect. you needed. Yeah. That's what was needed. It was needed. Yeah. So, okay. Whatever. Eh. Okay. Letters are sent. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, you need, they needed to get sent. This is about letters that she sent. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sister sends them. Do I think it's realistic that a younger sister would go into her older sister stuff and send her love letters? No. So the reason why in the book why she did it was because I guess Kitty had a crush on Josh too. Everybody has a crush on Josh. <laughs> and she threatened to um, tell Josh that Kitty had a crush on him. So you're supposed to see this reactive character. Of that Kitty made more sense. That then goes and sends the letters out versus like out of love because I want my sister to experience love and experience a good time. How, does, these letters. how does an 11 year old know yeah. anything about yeah. love? Yeah. Yeah, so that would have been, they should have kept That would have been way more yeah. better. Mm-hmm. Peter and Josh get their letters. Uh-huh. Okay, let me get in my soapbox. I hate fainting scenes because they always faint backwards, which is not real. In real life, you you're forwards. you faint forward because mm-hmm. of your weight and your mass mm-hmm. and gravity. It's so stupid. Nobody and that was the dumbest, I know, uh, but me. And I see it and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> like, like my mom, she gets so mad like nursing. I, like, I, you like, hate it yeah. because you're like, that is not real. That yeah. is not factual. Mm-hmm. Like you're like raising your hand. You're like. <laughs> Incorrect. Mm-hmm. And then you talk. Then she kisses Peter. Oh, I hate that scene. Because mm-hmm. I... Josh comes up. The, the premise is Josh used to date Margot, her older sister, but uh, Lara Jean had a crush on Josh first. So, but she couldn't tell him that, even though she wrote a letter about it. So even though it did, come out. even mm-hmm. sorry, even in the backstory of them, it seemed like Lara Jean and Josh had a thing. So I don't even understand why Margot would come in between that. You know, and that's a good point too. That's a good point. As a bigger sister, you yeah. would see that and you would know that. Yeah. So I don't even understand. Yeah, it, that you made no so. sense to me. Like so. in the fil- in the shots that were shown, it mm-hmm. made no sense. I yeah. was like, you can clearly tell that they have something for each yeah. other. Yeah, and in the book, actually. Josh had a crush on Lara Jean before Margot, and I think that would have been a good play too, so that we see more of his character played out in the film, um, which we'll talk about more in the scenes. But um, yeah, yeah. So she kisses uh, Peter. I was gonna say no, it's Antonio. She kisses <laughs> him too, though. Yes. She's kissing him too. <laughs> she kisses Peter so that Josh doesn't think that she has a crush on him, even though that letter got out expressing her feelings. Um, but Amber has something she would like. To I say okay. <laughs> It just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. How would a person who's so shy has never had their first kiss ever mm-hmm. somehow gets the audacity to hop on top of this boy? Mm-hmm. Like she literally, he is on top and then she rolls him she over does. and she straddles does. him yeah, and yeah. starts making out with him. Excuse me? Excuse me? In what world? She's supposed to be this shy, introverted, Mm -hmm. like, quiet, who just daydreams. There's such a big jump between daydreaming and action. That would never work. It would never happen. What do you think about adrenaline taking over? No. You know what you do? You run. You know what's so crazy? (laughs) Because she ran anyway. Yes. Why didn't you just just run? run. (laughs) Completely. She could have just You just run into the girl's bathroom and you hide out there forever. It's so simple. Mm -hmm. You don't make out with someone that you don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Agreed. It just... And then for that to be the backbone, and then for the entire movie, her to talk about how the physical things are so important, it can't be. Because every time she, like, is throwing herself at him. I think she means the real physical things, though. Because in those moments, at least in her mind. But then that's why, but she tells him, like, we can't even kiss. But you're the one who just jumped him. And that's what he said, too. He was like, but you're the one that kissed me first. Exactly. I think it's because she didn't view it as real. She just viewed it as, oh, this is just going to How be can trash. it not be? No, you think know what? Think about a person that's living in daydreams and fantasies. When she really kisses him, in, which we'll get into in the hot tub, that's real to her. But I think before, not to say I could do it. I could, <laughs> I, as a person that lives in daydreams and fantasies, <laughs> I couldn't imagine doing that. So, like, not to say, I, I just... I'm trying to give a perspective from when you say a physical no things don't matter. It's a no perspective. She, she still believes that. She just believes that the beforehand wasn't real, was fake. She can't. Because that was all before this fake relationship. There was no fake relationship at this point. She categorized it as she, Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so I think that's mm-hmm. what she meant in terms mm-hmm. of like the physical stuff I really do believe still matters to her. I think we're gonna get into it. <laughs> I think we'll get into it. I didn't like that. I thought it was so lame. Next, we go into this fake relationship starts, and these rules are given. Which, in what world, is a sixteen-year-old boy volunteering to write you a note every single day? Now, I've gotten notes. I remember, like you know, in class, like someone would like write you a note and like pass it up. You know, like. Fine, people would write you notes and you'd write it back because back in the day, once upon a time, before you had cell phones and stuff like that where you can instant message, notes were the way to go. I get that. But for him to be like, I'm going to write you every day because I didn't write Jen. Nobody, no boy says that. They don't listen to half the stuff we tell them. <laughs> what the world? The reason why, the only reason why I find it a bit realistic is because the whole premise of this fake relationship for him is to make Jen jealous. So, of course, he's going to want to go be extra, like, up the empty a little bit here and say, oh, you know what? I'm going to make her jealous. You know what's going to really mess her up is if I write you notes every day. Because you know why? <laughs> she wanted me to do that for her. So that's why I think it's realistic in that point in okay. terms of spite. <clears throat> I think he didn't deliver it well because it's like, I can write you love notes. Literally. <laughs> it's like romantic and it's Literally. supposed to be, like, spiteful is the reason. So I <laughs> Maybe think it's the delivery. It better, yeah, we would be like, ooh, okay, yeah, yeah. Right, I'd, yeah. I'd buy it which, a little bit more. Which, love notes, which we'll talk about. Well, and that's sweet. <laughs> 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 I a 16-year-old boy's love notes. So. Oh, it was rough. <laughs> um, one thing I did like, so when he picks her up, I actually like that she locked the house with the key. It's such a little thing. <laughs> it's, a, oh, it's a little it's a thing. It's a little thing for him. Right? <laughs> if you can't they tell. They don't do on films usually. They just kind of close the door. Exactly. And like, <laughs> I'm like, thank you. We locked a door with a key. Mm-hmm. That's what normal people do. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's little things you can't tell. That's what wins me over. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, we meet Kitty and uh, they get taken to school. And then they have the first party together. Which, again, was covered in blue. Uh, yes. Blue, blue. Movie. The whole house was yeah. blue. I'm like, did they paint the house blue? Or... There's just too much blue in the shadows. <laughs> so much blue. Yeah. Which we forgot to mention whose house it is, which is the main character we forgot to mention. Why is King Bach in this <laughs> film? Are we supposed to believe that this 30-something-year-old man is this 16-year-old boy? Full-grown dude. Like, they like, they like, got me um, so, I mean, I saw him, like, so is hard. King, is that King Bach? No, but it is an awesomeness TV like production, and awesomeness yes, TV is YouTube, it is. so yes. like, it makes sense. They, like, this man is 34 years old. I was like, there's They no got me so hard. Way. I was like, I know I'm black like, don't crack, but he don't look that young. Okay. Like be like a teacher's aide. Something. Like, like I would have, I, I would have believed it more if he was like that teacher. Cause everyone has, yeah. or that, like that uh, student teacher. Yes. Who's like still in college. Yes. Like yeah. he would have been old enough to like be in school with you at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Like he would have been a senior yeah. when you were freshman and now mm-hmm. you're up there and he's moved on. Yeah. Like that would have made more sense i agree, I agree. but for them, and that would have added comedic relief too because he's yes. supposed to be like this comedy too like yeah but for them to throw that man back into high school I know. he's like yeah, this is my parents pen. died like, i was come like on. you mean your house <laughs> right come on, come on i died it was rough i will say in terms of the party things and i think it they didn't have like a big budget right that's obvious but 
I think I was saying this to Amber, a lot of the audio was kind of off in terms of the audio levels. So like, it's supposed to be this party scene going on. So like the music should be loud, but the music was really low. And then their voices kind of overpowered it, but their voices kind of sounded weird. Like it had, like they were in a bathroom even. So I feel like it doesn't draw you into the party scene as much as like, like a really cool party scene. Like um, I don't know, I'm just going to throw a rom-com out there. Like, The Duff or whatever. They have a party scene. In, oh, yeah, that one was... like, oh, man, this is like a high school party. You know, yeah, like for you're real. in it. And I feel like that would have been a good thing, too, to Do show Peter's Do you character. know The Duff had less of a budget than this? Are you serious? This had an $18 million budget. The Duff had 8.5. I'm, like, just looking it up wow. right now because I wanted to see what the budget was. Yeah. So they just did more, I guess, with their budget in terms of... I don't know, making they had like real, real producers or something. I don't know. Let me not. Let me not throw <laughs> yeah, all that and, shade. Yeah, it wasn't bad. You know, this film. Like, I just think the audio levels throughout were kind of off. Um, not a lot of stuff as well. So yeah, even when they kind of do the flashback of um, freshman dance with Lucas, her and Lucas, it's like the music's really, really low. And I get it's supposed to be in the background, but it it sounds like someone's playing it on the Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, it's a little and we're talking yeah. over it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So okay. yeah, just a little thing didn't that like they that. could have been better. Um, I didn't like that Jen just barges into the bathroom with Peter. Mm-hmm. I hated how he allowed her to take this girl scrunchie. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like they could have used that scrunchie to really like dot like dig in the point. Mm-hmm. Like that should have been her mom's scrunchie. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. You know? That should have been like had such an emotional, personal mm-hmm. connection. Mm-hmm. And I would have asked about it after the party. Like, exactly. Uh, if it's every girl, if it's first of all, you put a bright, a, a bright blue scrunchie on his hand. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be like, "Hey, where'd your scrunchie? Where'd my scrunchie go?" Mm-hmm. Immediately, because mm-hmm. that's the first thing you're gonna notice. Yeah. It's gone, and it's your scrunchie. Mm-hmm. I know where all my scrunchies are. Okay. Your mom's scrunchie. Exactly. Exactly. Like your that. Dead mom's scrunchie. Exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that they could have, like you said, really dug the knife into there. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about this again as the scenes go on, but everything's kind of told to us. Yeah. Which I don't really like. Oh, talking about the contract scene too, because we're fitting in the categories together. I didn't like that everything is, like I said, told to us in terms of it's from her first person point of view. So it makes sense there's a voiceover. Mm-hmm. And I don't like when she's like, I am absolutely positive that we will not be together by the ski trip. Yes. So that's the only reason why. I don't think it's because this is slow. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so it's fairly obvious that they're still going to be together. Exactly. It was so a little wish, rough. Yeah. I wish they would have left some things to our imagination. Same with, you know, the scrunchie scene. And when she finds out about the scrunchie later on, which we'll get into, I think they could have done that a lot better too. So that we see it, you know what I mean? Throughout the film. Let, let's talk about some other things that they hit over our head. I fully understood i think they they continuously made it so obvious that peter and jen had sex in their previous relationship Mm -hmm. they said it so much either indirectly or directly within this first like 30 minutes of this movie i was like i get it Mm -hmm. i get it and it's supposed to be this like big thing yeah and it's just not yeah Yeah. like it really is like so anticlimactic because they keep showing like the Jen is supposed to be this over-sexualized character who's always coming on to him mm-hmm. and, like, I guess trying to make him, like, miss what they had. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, but if she broke up with him for a college guy, why does she care? Yeah. And if she obviously is acting like this way and wants to get back with you, mission accomplished mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. It's been a week. Mm-hmm. End it. You know what it reminds me of? Um, she's all that. Taylor Vaughn, when she broke up with Mm-hmm. Running in the movie, but Freddie Prince Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, for the guy from Real World, and then she was just jealous of like what he was getting into. Yeah, I forgot her name. I got you. I got you. Uh, Lainey, Lainey. Mm-hmm. And then she wants him back. Yeah, that's but true. She is an like an oversexualized character and someone that constantly comes on to people, and yeah. that wasn't shown with Jen. They just like, right. keep talking about it, but it's not shown in a way like we see it. So it's just kind of like. Okay, where is it? You know what I mean? Like Because there could have been so many other ways to do it without it. Yeah. yeah, to allude to it yeah. without literally hitting us over the head. Yeah, okay. She's going into the bathroom with yeah. him. Okay. We get it. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. You you got you and Jen, you guys used to do so much. Mm-hmm. We get it. Mm-hmm. I chill. Calm yeah. down. Yeah. Calm down. Okay. And that's like seems like that's the only difference between <clears throat> her and their, Jen. their relationships. 
if you don't focus on the other things as well that they were supposed to have in their relationship. They've been together since middle school. Yeah. So it's weird. It is very weird. Mm -hmm. And okay, let's move on to the diner scene. I don't like the diner scene at all. Why are you getting jealous over this fake relationship Mm -hmm. that you, it was your idea. Yeah. It was your, what are you upset about? Mm -hmm. You wanted this. Yeah. And she's talking about when uh, he asked her, well, for someone who's so afraid of intimacy and relationships, you know, you don't seem to have a problem with me. And then she goes, well, that's because this this isn't real. And then he gets really upset about it. But it's like, you know, it's not real. And you were just two seconds ago. In the bathroom (laughs) with Jen. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. So it's supposed to be alluding to the fact that he's gaining real feelings for her. But there hasn't been enough time and enough scenes and substance in their fake relationship for us as an audience to see that that's building up no i will say i like the diner scene from the standpoint of them becoming more serious so you kind of see it going out of a little bit out of the fake relationship to a real relationship in terms of them connecting with her dead mom and then his dad that left so i like that because again you see more of those serious aspects but to to um allude to the fact that he like has, has feelings, feelings for out her. Nowhere is just kind of like, well, how? Yeah. 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 And I guess in the book, they were friends as well in middle school. Him yeah. And her and me, and it works in the book if then you know what I mean, like that friendship kind of, and you kind of have that care for someone, an old friendship. And but. It, it would have worked if they didn't introduce her as saying she's a character who had no friends. Right. right. Which doesn't make sense. Yeah. First, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on a tiny. We're gonna digress a little bit. <laughs> I don't know how. And again, maybe this is just because it's me. But how do you have not have any friends in high school? You have to have even your small little clique. Mm-hmm. And it usually consists more than just one person mm-hmm. because you have to make it through your whole day. And God forbid that person miss a day of school. Mm-hmm. Where are you going next? Mm-hmm. I all. Okay. I guess she means <clears throat> deep friendships. No. Why is she sitting by herself at lunch? Where is Chris? She was at Subway. Why don't you? But that's at the end. I'm talking about the very first no. scene. And yeah, in the beginning, she texted her. She said, Chris, where are you? When it pants like Peter and Jen. And then she was like, Hat was craving Subway. Why didn't you go with her? Yeah. Why, how are your best friend not like, hey, we're going to, we're going we're to, Subway. to Subway. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. That's fine. I agree. And then that could have been more impactful because they could have had a conversation about anything that would help build some depth into other characters. Mm-hmm. Like, did you see Peter and Jen? I can't believe they said right. that. And they're so yeah. da da da. Mm-hmm. She's changed so much since we were friends yeah. and he has too. blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. We could have gotten so much more depth yeah. Yeah. versus her going to sit by herself in the library, mm-hmm. which no one ever eats in a library. <laughs> I've eaten in the library. Have you eaten in the library? <laughs> <laughs> but like, because I had like an assignment to finish. Okay, thank so, you. You yeah. weren't friendless eating in the library no, by yourself. No, I just had an assignment to finish and I ate while I finished. Thank you. Assignment. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm like, this is no, not real. Myself, no. <laughs> and there's this like notion that you'll never sit by anyone if you have no friends is such a lie. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> oh God. See, Amber was really popular in high school, so she doesn't understand the people who had to go through not being popular. No, no, no. I I never sat alone, but that's because in my classes I knew someone. But she, like you mentioned a good point in terms of she's known all these people since middle school. Yes. I knew all the people that I went to high school with since second grade. But that's what I'm saying. So like even if I wasn't friends with them, you could I would sit be with like, them. you know, talk to them a little bit about class and in class and be like, hey, can I sit with you at lunch? And then like I usually find someone else that I was closer with and then yeah. like leave. So like yeah, I I agree. Um I have seen people sit by themselves, though, so hmm. I understand it being real. It's a real thing being introverted and only having one close friend. Hmm. It's real. I'm learning so much today. <laughs> okay, so moving on, we have the party scene. We have the diner scene. So then she also, um, something that wasn't mentioned, but I do want to touch on, she meets with Josh and tells him that they can't speak anymore. And I mentioned this a little so bit stupid. earlier, is that Josh had a crush on her before Margo. Which would have made more sense if they expounded on it here so that we see, like, he really was, like, about to cry here. Yeah. So, like, it would have made sense for him to be like, you know, I see you with Peter and, like, I have to be honest with you. you I've always had, like, you know, like a crush on you. And when I read this letter, it just kind of 
me feel some type of way, like something like yeah. that, so that you're kind of like, oh my gosh. Like he likes her. Yeah. So it's supposed to be like her realizing her love for Peter over Josh and getting over that. Right. But we, the only reason that she gets over Josh is this fake relationship. That, and to be honest, Josh is a better person. Yeah, I would have much rather real, yeah. had her end up with Josh than with Peter anyway. Because I just liked his yeah, character. Yeah, I like The three seconds that I got to see his Josh, character, I yeah. was like, oh my yeah. gosh, he seems so sweet and so nice and so caring. Yeah, yeah. That's who I would see for her. Mm-hmm. Someone who's also sweet, nice, caring, thoughtful. Yeah, yep. Has the same interests because obviously they've been exactly. friends since they were like kids. So. Right? Yeah. So it doesn't make sense that she makes this hard left for mm-hmm. Peter. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense. Yep. Okay. Also, what's really next is this big ski trip. The big ski trip. The big big ski trip. The entire film. And I will, everything up to the ski trip to me is good. I will, Mm. of course, we've talked about the bad things that are in it, but I think it's like, oh, okay, this is an okay movie. Like, this isn't bad. It's when we get the ski trip, the point that we're supposed to be like, oh, this is the ski trip. Wow. We're reaching up to the climax. Here we go. That everything just kind of falls for me. Yes. So we'll talk about that. I mean, okay, let's just even start with the uh, bus ride. Why would you not sit next to (laughs) Peter? Why would you not sit next to Peter? And fine, you don't want to. Do you think out of all of Peter's friends, one of the guys didn't sit next to him? Right. He's just gonna let. Oh no, I can't. I'm sorry. What, what was King Bug's name? In the I don't even. Know. I don't. Whatever. My friend's coming. He's sitting next to me. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Easy. Right. Right. If he was beginning to develop these real feelings for her, it wouldn't have been easy. Because you to have say, to okay, have Jen, that you balance. You have to see yeah. that. You have to have that separation. Yeah. Like, no, I'm gonna not choose to be with you, yeah, exactly. but I'm gonna be with you, mm-hmm. and you never have that. The yeah. whole movie. Mm-hmm. Is just this conglomerate, weird threesome. Mm-hmm. The entire movie. Mm-hmm. It's so. Yeah. And then the ski trip. I mean, let's just get into it. First of all, where were the adults? King where? Where? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about the real adults who are playing children. I mean, like, where were the yeah. adults? Yeah. If have you ever taken like even a field trip? There's like, like nineteen. Everywhere. Yeah. 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 Come on. Yeah, I agree with Come that. On. Very unrealistic. Um, I also will say, again, I mentioned that they didn't have a, a big budget here. I mean... I mean, but... it was a big budget. They just didn't use it. Right, right. They spent right. too much on sets. Mm-hmm. I really feel like that's where their money went. Because you got these actors who had not made a name for themselves, so yeah. you weren't paying for them. Yeah. And they were probably just paying for book rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... And, and music, because they have a lot of, like... Okay, now little... music was on point. Yeah. I won't lie. I love music. I love the music. Yeah, love That's probably the, the only music. thing that I can say, like, yeah. straight for. Yeah. I love the music. I will say, my favorite films, uh, Amber's favorite films, rom-coms, mm-hmm. my favorite films are Buildings, Romans, or Coming of Ages. I love mm. Coming of Age films. So, for me, when I Because like the music that, so is, like, Yeah, when impactful. I hear that alternative, like, kind of indie yeah. rock, like, <laughs> California beachy vibes, I'm here for it. So, that, I absolutely love the music. That's your vibes? Love the music. You're, like, here for a good time. Um, yes, but mentioning the ski trip, they could have done so much with, I mean, like I said, everything up to this moment is like the ski trip, the ski trip, the ski trip. And we get to the ski trip and we don't see any skiing. None. We don't see any snow. None. They could have like used that budget to like really show like high schoolers having a good time and maybe even showing more of like Peter. And I keep mentioning his athletic side or him with his friends or like even more of seeing kind of Jen trying to uh, come on to him. But he's like not interested because he's thinking about um, Laura Jean, Jean, who's who's at the hotel with Korean face masks. So there was a lot they could have done. And why? Okay, I get it. You go to the ski trip because this was in the contract. But why would you go to a ski trip and don't ski? Yeah. Like you don't even try it yeah. once. Yeah. Or even go outside and it's like, you know what? Like you didn't skiing. bring your bathing suit? Yeah. How? Yeah. How? Yeah. I bring my bathing suit everywhere. Yeah. Okay. I'm going yeah. to Alaska. I have my bathing suit just in case. <laughs> right. Because there's going to be a pool. There's going to be a hot somewhere. 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 Yeah. That didn't make sense yeah. to me. I, so, yeah, I agree. Um, It was. I also, with like the scrunchie scene, I think it could have been like cool too if like she saw the scrunchie and her hair. hair at the ski trip. And then also, like I said, this goes along with the the writing and the script. Everything is told to us. Yeah. So rather than let us see. Well, this young generation, they don't want to extrapolate information. No, no, not true. Okay, I'm Gen Z too. <laughs> so are you. But no, rather than, rather than um, letting us see Peter go to her room, we're told. 
It should have been like Peter's going to her room at night. Um, like after they have that kind of kissing scene, because it was supposedly supposed to go tell yeah. her that he wasn't interested in her anymore. But let us see that, and as the audience, we're like, "Wait, that's not Laura Jean's room. He's going into yes. He's going to her. That would have been so yeah. much more impactful. Yeah. And then we know, but Laura Jean doesn't know yet. So then we're like, "Oh, when is this going to happen? When is it going to come up?" And then it's like this big, this little, big like, fight. The scrunchie that her mom gave her, yes. mixed with. Why were you in her room last night? I just found out from someone else or yeah. something like that, rather than completely telling us everything in front of a bus instead of letting that conversation happen in front of a pretty ski trip. Yeah. So, yeah. It just, and this hot tub scene was so stupid. Mm-hmm. So stupid. <laughs> How. In what world? I feel like that's going to be, like, yeah, the title of this podcast. Like, in what, in what world? In what world title? In what world? <laughs> like, the title of this episode, because mm-hmm. I just... But it's, like, in what world is a girl who's supposed to be this shy? Mm-hmm. How many times has she said, well, the physical stuff is really important for me, and I don't want all of my first to be fake, and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, for you, it's not that important, and I've never had a boyfriend before, and I'm so shy, and I'm so introverted, and blah, 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 and blah, 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 <laughs> and then she jumps into this hot tub in her night clothes. Mm-hmm. You couldn't go to your friend Chris and say, hey, let me borrow your bathing suit real quick. <laughs> How? Yeah. How? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I will I will give I will agree. I find that that was very unrealistic, especially because even though they were alone, it isn't an open moment. Yeah. Open area where anybody could walk by, so that's a little weird. Um, I will say though that it could have been her kind of meeting him halfway. So like when Lucas goes, he's like, if anyone, you know, has ga- has got feelings and, you know, mistakenly for the person that they thought liked them back, it's him, not you. And yeah. he's probably waiting in the hot tubs. She's probably thinking like, oh, maybe I was wrong. Okay, so I thought he wanted Jen, but he doesn't, it doesn't seem like he wants Jen according to this. And now I'm adding all these things together. And it's like, well, I haven't been really showing them, showing him that I do like him. I mean, I didn't even sit next to him on the bus. Like, that's such a big thing. <laughs> but like, and I'm kind of pushing him away. You know what? Let me meet him where he understands physical, physicality. And let me show him how much I, I really but am starting to like him. That would only make sense if he initiated physicality. She's only, she's always the one initiating it in this relationship. Yeah. So you don't even know if that's what he likes. Do you know what I'm, like, Maybe not necessarily that. trying to equate what him and Jen had that they keep alluding to. But you never talk about this relationship. And if you're not friends with him, you don't know what they have. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So it does. It makes sense. There's too many holes. And then again, you go and you're straddling this boy in the hot tub for someone who's so shy. Mm-hmm. How? There's no, you're just not going to do it. You're not going to feel comfortable enough doing it. Mm-hmm. I would have rather them sit in the hot tub, have this conversation. Because, and again, this is before they even decide if they're going to be a couple. So you're going to make out with him and he's not your boyfriend? I think it's understood. No, 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 Without being told. You're not going to stick your tongue down someone's throat without getting a label on it. And you're not this girl. If you're that girl, if this was Chris, I'd be like, girl, get it. Like, yes, Chris, you know, but she's not Chris. She doesn't have that confidence. She needs that confirmation. Like. I like, she needs to hear the words, I like you, I want to date you, will you be my girlfriend? If that conversation would have transpired in the hot tub, she gets in, they have this conversation about, you know what, and he's like, you know, I'm really starting to get feelings for you and I just don't know what to do because I also have these confused feelings about Jen, but there's something about you that just makes me want to throw everything I have with Jen away. And she like starts to get it like, oh man, this guy like really likes me. And then it kind of makes this little awkward silence. Mm-hmm. And then she like kisses him, mm-hmm. not like sticks her tongue down her throat, mm-hmm. his throat, but like a gentle like kiss. And then she like retreats and then she looks at him again and then they make out. That would have been way more impactful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I can because you get nothing from this. I think taking out the jacuzzi scene in general and maybe just having that be like on the ski, slo- ski slopes or something like that. Yeah. I think that would have been better because the jacuzzi itself is a very like kind of. You know, it's very yeah. kind of little area. So I agree. I I think that what you said sounds really good and what could have happened. And I think it would have been better if it happened on the ski slopes. Or even if um there was kind of like a get together after the ski slopes and they were all like in the lobby or whatever else enjoying hot chocolate and all this other stuff. And then 
she comes up to him and she's like, hey, stranger, you know, I haven't seen you all day. And then yeah. they kind of have that conversation and it leads to that. Uh, that would have been more realistic. There were so many other ways they could have yeah, done it. I think they did it for a YA audience. Think about, like, uh, fan fiction and, like, um, like young adult kind of books and stuff like that. There's always kind of, like, a passionate scene because you're because you're attracting people you, people Which that is, have hormones. That's totally fine. So I think that's what it was for. You can have your passionate scene. It could have been way more impactful. Like... Literally, he could have come to the room because he wanted to hang out. But I mean, spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, like in part two, the whole point is that he was not waiting at the jacuzzi for her. He was waiting for Jen. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. I get it. It helps. But again, (laughs) they don't know how to develop a concept and resolve it in a way that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because even in the second movie, it's the dumbest thing. Mm -hmm. We'll get into it, but... (laughs) It's just so, like, it just doesn't make sense. There's so many other things they could have done. Yeah. So many other things. Yeah. I agree. So. that, And then for it to be, like, this big scandal, why does she call it a sex tape, like, a thousand times? Because everyone else was calling it that. But, but, but who no... called? In, in real life. Okay. Yeah. In real, real life. Yeah. If you saw a video like that, no one in their right mind would be like, oh, my God, they just made a sex tape. Right. They'd be like, oh, is that a video of them making out? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Next. And the next day we yeah. go on to something else. Yes. I agree with that completely. I didn't like when they were all huddled at the locker and at the the image of her and and him and the words. It's not, you know, sometimes what is it? Like the, it's the innocent people you never expect or something yeah. like that. And everyone's huddled around. They're like, oh, oh my gosh. Blah, blah. And I'm like, no one cares about no. that in high school. Like no. you said, it's like, oh, you see it on Instagram or you see it on something. Okay. Scroll. Next. Yeah. What's next? So they really overplayed, overplayed, and made that a bigger issue. Uh, she finds out about everything because Lara Jean hasn't been telling her. Which is, first of all, let me just say, it's stupid. How would you not know that your sister wrote these letters? How did Kitty know and you didn't know? Maybe Kitty saw her writing. How did Kitty know and you didn't know? You're the older sister. But maybe Kitty saw her. She's a very, How I'm trying to explain. Did. She's a very, like, kind of person that you would see hiding around the corners and, like, watching her sister write a letter, like... Ooh, I wonder what that is. And maybe she went to her room one day and read it. I could see that being true. Margo seems like she keeps to herself. So, But how can you keep to yourself if you're supposed to be so close? But I'm talking about her character, not their relationship. Like, her character seems like, yes, she cares about her, but she doesn't seem like the type of person to be, like, watching her every move. It's not know. even about watching your every move. But you're in the, you're putting something up in her closet. You see a box. Hmm, I've never seen that box before. It looks really familiar. Oh, it's mom's box. I wonder what she put Would in there. Would you open it, though? Yeah. No. So oh, that's yeah. more Kitty's character. The immaturity. That's not, like, that's not Margot's character. I don't know. So I can understand Kitty understanding, Kitty knowing about it. But what I don't understand, like, in the book, Margot knows about Peter. She just doesn't like him and everything. She doesn't know about the whole Josh situation that she wrote a letter to Josh, but... Yeah. And I think that would have made more sense rather than like to be like, she doesn't know anything about anything. And how could you not tell your sister? And this is the thing I don't like. You don't in this in this movie and really in all the movies, there's no sage person to give advice. The dad. But okay. he comes in very late and but, it's like. But it doesn't even make sense yeah. because this is not someone she would go to. Mm-hmm. You would go to your sister, mm-hmm. your best friend who would give you real advice. Yeah. I feel like she didn't even talk to Chris about but it. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, where is that person? Because when you are having any boy troubles, as you know, you go to your best friends, your mom, mm-hmm. if you have one, mm-hmm. your sisters, if you have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we didn't see it. That is just real, real life. So, yeah. like, where was that? Yeah. So the book was more realistic in the film. I think they wanted it to be this big, like, Margo finds out about everything. And it's, like, this huge blow up. And then it's, like, lasts for, like, five seconds and then they're okay. Everything lasts for five seconds. Yeah, yeah. The resolution is, I, I, I'm, like, did a first grader write this mess? <laughs> what the world? It was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah, I agree. I, I wish for that to be the climax. Because it leads up to a great moment. Like, you see her finding out and you're, like, oh, my gosh, Margo's finding out about everything. But it doesn't live up to the expectation of what it could be. No. And I will mention when Josh shows up there as well. Again, it would have made more sense if we, if they used him and gave him more depth as a character to see that he did have feelings for Laura Jean, so that you're understanding why is he 
come first of all why did you come out of nowhere but like also yeah, he's literally. here and this is why because he thinks he's a better fit for Lara Jean than Peter and for him yeah. to express that and then for Margo to be like you liked my sister too like that would have been even like yes that would have been more dramatic yes. yeah versus like it seems like he's just a really protective friend and it doesn't yeah. fit the vibe because you can tell there's there's feelings there there's jealousy there yeah so and it just didn't make sense and and they never say that he liked her yeah even though the actor plays it with that intent which Mm -hmm. is good because Mm -hmm. that's what comes off because he's the only one in this entire crew who knows how to act (laughs) i'm gonna say it i'm just gonna say it (laughs) he is because you get that like that layer underneath like oh does he like her? He's yeah. kind of acting like someone who likes her. But it's never said. For all the things that they hit us over the head with, that's one of the things they should have said. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Okie dokie. Um, also, the conversation at the diner with Dad and Laura Jean. I wish there would have been more conversations about the mom. Mm-hmm. I liked this because, you know, it's... It was nice because you get to see that the mom is still, is supposed to be this guiding force in the girl's lives, Mm -hmm. even though she's not there. And that the dad really, I mean, he mentioned how, like, it's hard for him to talk about his wife because it makes him miss her more. And I get that. But I wish there was more moments like that because it helped to ground the frivolousness of this entire movie. Yeah. I also wish, though... He had said that he had seen something more in his daughter than just, you're so much like her. I wish it was something like a real quality. Like, you know what? Your mother was so tenacious. Mm -hmm. Whenever she wanted something, she'd always go and get it. She never let anything stand in her way. And as you've grown up, I've really seen that more and more in you. Mm -hmm. Versus since you started dating Peter, you've had so much time going to parties and meeting people. That was stupid. Who says that? Just like your mm-hmm. mother. What? Mm-hmm. That was dumb. Mm-hmm. That was a real moment to have like something grounding for yeah. her to think about mm-hmm. in the next thing. Yeah. And it I just agree. was not. <laughs> she lost her mom so young. I think it would have been nice to see the mom's influence throughout the entire film. Exactly. So that we're, we really feel even more for the character. Like she's missing this mom figure in her life. Her sister is now gone. Yes. Like you said, who does she have to turn to? Like, yes. I think that would have been a lot better. And for, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it could have been in small moments, mm-hmm. like the scrunchie. My yeah. mom's scrunchie. She always wore that when she was happy. Mm-hmm. Or she always did that when this was this. Or the boots. Mm-hmm. My mom loved these boots. These are her boots. Like something secret to herself, but it shows, it's this common thread that her mom is still in her life. Yeah. Yeah. Versus throwing her in there every once in a while, every once in a while. And like an afterthought yeah, it's almost like an afterthought to have this emotional connection exactly yeah and i did not like that um yeah okay so then we have the convo with uh jen, jen genevieve in the and bathroom josh and her whole basis which again just proves that this was not the right fit and i think it was the writing her whole basis for not liking Laura Jean is because she kissed her boyfriend in middle school and kissed the bottle. Like a literal pick. bottle. A literal pick. That it, has... Why would that translate all the way to junior year? And why is that the entire basis for you not liking thank this you. person? You've been with this guy since uh, middle school, so obviously he chose you, not a little kiss the bottle scene that made him feel like whoa Lara Jean is whoa you know what I mean yeah, like, like so her entire basis you're just kind of like bro what this is why you like her who in the world okay let me let me say that in what in what world again <laughs> um <laughs> in junior year of high school are you still talking about crap that happened in middle school mm-hmm. there was enough mm-hmm. crap that happened in high school yeah that I didn't yeah. we didn't talk about anything that happens in middle school yep. literally nothing mm-hmm. how are you still talking about middle school i just i literally have it in like caps who is still mad about what happened in seventh grade who you know what i had, you know what I had in caps why is king bach in this movie <laughs> all valid points <laughs> all valid yes yes it just it didn't it doesn't make sense and the conversation was pointless yeah you got nothing from yeah. it yeah yeah nothing nothing like jen being like taking away okay maybe i and was a little harsh that was not a good reason it would have been more impactful if that spin the bottle thing had happened in like sophomore year 
of high yeah. school. Yeah. And after that, they broke up. Mm-hmm. That would have been more impactful. Mm-hmm. That now that okay, I can see you hating her for that. Mm-hmm. Not she kissed him in seventh grade mm-hmm. six years ago, mm-hmm. but you guys ended up dating. Yeah. How, why would you be mad about yeah, that? Exactly. Exactly. I, I agree. That whole basis for that, and I think that's why your character wasn't really well, another reason why it wasn't really grounding or hitting for me, because the entire reason for her not liking this character is very very stupid. So yeah. I agree. Now and her conversation with Josh when she pulls out the yes. The love letters, the notes, basically, um, that you pass in school. <laughs> when she opens those, I love um, when Josh says to her, you can't keep sending love letters and never revealing how you feel about people. Again, mm-hmm. Josh is the better character. Exactly. The um, best character in this yeah, entire movie. Yeah, so you see kind of like a full 360, or what you're supposed to see is a full 360 for a character in that she's bottling up these emotions, but she writes a final letter to Peter, and she's going to go ex- actually tell him that letter. Um, so I, I did like that conversation with Josh. I feel like the conversation with Josh should have happened 45 minutes ago. Yeah. It was so long overdue mm-hmm. and it was the most stupid storyline in this entire movie. Mm-hmm. So stupid. Have that conversation with him. So then you have, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Um, so then you have this person that you can turn to. Yeah. Yes. That you have an ally. I think that's what was missing. Uh, a big part of what was missing. I mean, it just... Because even if you, she would have had this conversation, they still could have hinted that Josh had feelings for her. Yeah, yeah. He could have just been, oh, do you really think Peter's the right guy for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he kind of does this, and you know he did that, and you know he's still with Jen, and he could have been that devil on the angel talking through her the entire mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm so saying? So that when she finally... Because she's supposed to, again, be choosing Peter to get over Josh... So that if, if it was like like the film like the book where yes. Josh revealed that he had feelings about her and then she's like really thinking about it but she can never do that to her sister, and then it's like Which, well Josh is all these things but we're supposed to again expect that their relationship has surpassed this fake relationship so that it's like but Peter's this and I love how I feel when I'm with Peter and I love the the confident person that I'm becoming I'm gonna choose Peter, and again that's kind of the premise of the second one in terms of like the two boys but. Which not, is so stupid. And not to say that that's what the entire movie should have been about, but I think that would have been a, a better way to use Josh and make him more of a dynamic character. Um, yeah, film. because he's just sulking the entire yeah. film. Yeah, and they could have used him really well. And again, he feels like an afterthought character. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't know. That was rough. Yeah. Um, And then we end with our... Field conversation with Peter and the letter and the end. The end. Until next time. Until next time. So overall, I mean, I think it was rough. I mean, character development for me was one. There was little to no character development for anybody. Mm -hmm. I feel everything that Laura Jean did was not because of herself. It was because it was directly for Peter. I do not because I feel like (laughs) if you would have taken him out she like look at her at the very beginning of the film and at the end Mm -hmm. she has not changed person wise yeah okay maybe she tells him that she likes him but that's only after he's made it super stinking obvious that he likes her where is her character development where is anything I think they just did it poorly. Because I think what, what was supposed to be, he was supposed to be this catalyst, right? To this change of her becoming like a more confident person and more, it's coming of age. So more herself and kind of less bottling up those emotions. And I think what would have been the turning point if they would have used Jen and Peter in the way they should have, kind of showing these, like I said, little moments these that the audience sees. Difference. And it's like, man, he's choosing her every time over him, over um, Lara Jean. He's in the ski trip with her. Enlarging kind of, you yeah. know, sees and mm-hmm. gets his favoritism. And then what would have made her growth as a character is finally standing up to Jen, but really standing yes. up to Jen. Yes. That would have been a full 360, a full turnaround. You see, oh, she's this person that's not afraid to stand up for herself yes. anymore. And they do do that, but they don't execute it well. So to your point, that's yes, nice. they, she seems like the same person, just a little bit more able to let down her walls a bit in regards to intimacy and relationships and romance. But, um, like, yeah, they they should have done that. I and mean, they, they meant to do it, but it wasn't executed well. It was not. And 
It's just so bad. And I think part of the problem was that Lana Condor is a bubbly person and did not know how to tone it down for this character. Because mm. this character is too bubbly to be introverted. I feel like you can be bubbly and introverted. I bubbly do too. with like your family members. But she's friends. bubbly with everybody. She's too mm. bubbly. She's too over the top. She's too like, in addition to hearing what she's saying, again, because she has such a flat affect we're not seeing the contrivedness of like having um, like presenting yourself one way, but feeling something else in your mind. Right. right. And you don't get that. So it's not rewarding mm-hmm. because you're like, how are you? Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Well, it would have been better seeing her bubbly personality at home with her, her friend or her, like with Christine, Christina or, or her, um, her family as well. Her in her rooms kind of dancing to like her music and stuff. And then you see her at school and it's like, she's really shy and like, it's, it's not the same. So then Peter helps her to kind of come, come out, out of that, that shell. Show. Yeah. So then you again see. And, and I mean, they tried, but it was just poorly yeah. done. Yes. Yeah. Like... I think that's the problem is that it had a lot of potential. It's a very great premise, a very great um, thing, like for the love letters to be sent out. This should have been like amazing. It like, should have been. Whoa. Like this level. is. Yeah. It should have been amazing. And it, this it should have been like one of the icons. Yeah. Like it had it, potential. To a lot of people it is. Mm, that's because they don't um, know good, mu- good movies. <laughs> but yeah, it just, it just missed the mark on a couple of things. I do want to mention directing style before yeah. we do go out. I do. I really love simple underrated shots and symmetrical shots and stationary ones. I think about Wes Anderson. I love that. And I love over like tabletop shots. So I love that the director used that. Um, the dialogue shots though for me are shot interestingly. I, it's on that weird angle. Do you, do you keep noticing that yes that but then oh also there's sometimes where they're right in the center because it's she loves symmetry you can tell and it's like a stagnant and then it goes back so it's like right now yeah. if, if yeah. i'm talking yeah. to you and it's facing this way and yes. rather than doing like over the shoulder it's like it goes yes. right back to the same frame so it's Gosh. it's a stylistic choice but it's just interesting D- interesting is a me. word that we use when um, we don't like something yeah it's a bit off so like yeah so i think she takes risk to engage the audience you can kind of see that with like the duplicates of Lara Jean cleaning her room in the beginning um when she's in the library and then it pans really quickly to the don't eat loud foods when she takes a bite of a carrot mm-hmm. I think that was funny and it's for a YA audience for a younger audience so I think she does take risks that maybe that's why I didn't well. like it I was like um <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know I I um Mm-hmm. I think there were too many establishing drone shots, which I never realized until I was rewatching watching, it. Rewatching yeah, it, because so the second one had a lot too, and I'm like, man, this. But Even the more. second one, the guy had it like he, the, which it changed directors in the second one, but the male who directed it, he had like too many establishing drone shots in like five seconds. It's like, whoa, like okay. Yeah, it was really <laughs> so when I was looking back, they, I feel like they had too many establishing drone shots here as well, and I think they obviously should have given more time and attention to this feature. Yeah, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, music, we said, was really on point. Yeah, um, I agree. They had a lot of wide frames. And uh, plot, I hated plot. I mean, I gave it a three. Fine, whatever. And dialogue was clunky for me. Yeah. I gave yeah. it a two. Like, yeah. it just didn't make sense. I don't know if it was people... Like, this is part of the problem. Like, when books like these, they are not new. So they're mm-hmm. written however many years ago. I think ago. it's a 2014. Okay. So about four years Oh, ago. really? Yeah. That's when she, like, wrote it? Yeah, 2014, and then it got made into a film in 2018. Really? Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. Because, like, The Summer I Turned Pretty was written in, like, 2008 or something. It has way more relevance than this. Yeah. No, and, like, this... Yeah, 2014. Okay. Then this is a screenwriter's fault. I don't know if it's been 100 years since she's been a young child, uh, but none of it flowed. It was yeah. awful. I, it was I agree. So I think clunky. a lot of it was, like I said, too much not giving us enough credit and giving us everything. Where it's like, okay, let us infer some things. Let us as an audience see some things rather than like, by the way, we won't be together on the ski trip. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't like that. Um, and I think written from the first person POV is good because you get get to see her, how she feels on the inside. But again, it was an actress in terms of not showing the difference in emotions. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't like that they had the dialogue script part of her reading the letters out loud. That's a very personal moment of reading love letters you get from Peter. I feel like that should have been read not in front of Josh and not in front of her sister, but like kind of doing a voiceover there and like her in a room and like oh, yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Like reading all these letters out loud. That is a very personal scene. So there were just some weird choices in terms of script to me. I, I concur. There are just some clunky things all in all. So, I mean, as we wrap to, gosh, this is probably our longest podcast I know, ever. I know. I had so much negative to say. 
I mean, there were some positive things. Mm-hmm. I loved the music. <laughs> I love the scoring, musical score. A plus. I hope they paid him all the money because that's probably where the entire budget went to because I can't see it went on anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Josh. He was a fantastic mm-hmm. character. Yeah. Um, and I think that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it had good promise. It could have. It just hit the mark on a few things. So. Ugh, what in the world? (laughs) Well, those are our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Tell us yours. Leave us a comment and give us a like. And tell us what your thoughts are on To All the Boys I Loved. This is part one. Part two will be coming out soon. To All the Boys I Loved. P.S. I Still Love You. Mm -hmm. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Will it get better? Come back and find out. Yes, yes. And as always, thank you so much for listening. We can't wait for you to hear our next one. Bye. Talk to you soon.